War Eagle. This is War Bloggle with Bloggle spot number 197. It is August 17th, 2017. We are 16 days from kickoff. Oh, it's 4.54 outside. Yeah, I'm leaving work a little early today to go coach some travel ball baseball. That's all I do now besides work and not post blogs on Bloggle, War Bloggle. Um, so there's really literally zero news today as i kind of mentioned yesterday we get all pumped about fall camp and then the media gets to go see them for a few minutes every day and then after that it's like just completely dead they do get to talk to coaches and players after most days um which i guess that's something i could talk about right now yesterday uh, they talked to sean white after practice and he was very upbeat and he said he was all in. Said he was all he was behind Jarrett Stidham. He's going to be pulling for him. Said of course he wants to play, but Jarrett beat him out fair and square. He said he can he can definitely help uh, on the sideline if he sees things that that Jarrett's not seeing or or just you know stuff like that. And and that's right. That's typically if if you look if you looked at it and Sean White had never played and he was saying something like that, you'd kind of look at it as yeah, that's nice, but I don't really think he's got the credibility or whatever to tell the starting quarterback what he's missing. But he's been there, done that. He's played most of last year and some of the year before, was the starter, was led the SEC in passing completions and all or completion percentage and, and stuff like that. So I mean he he knows what he's talking about. So like I said yesterday, in the last two days actually depth is Auburn's biggest friend right now and they have it in the biggest positions Auburn has two quarterbacks that I mean Sidham hadn't done anything yet but he's going to win an SEC game this this year knock on wood so Auburn's got two quarterbacks that have won SEC that will or have won SEC games and while Sean White might be a little small he said he, grew, he, he gained some weight but while he, he might be he's not small but he might be tough kind of frail I guess you could say because he's gotten hurt a bunch of times I think they said four times um, he's still smart he knows what to do he can typically make the passes he didn't throw many interceptions at all the only ones he kind of that I mean I honestly cannot I can usually think of stuff like this I want to say he threw one that was kind of a duck because of his shoulder and I'm not even really remembering that one I don't know I don't remember him throwing too many interceptions of course, he might have thrown two interceptions at a, the first scrimmage, which got wrongly attributed to Jared Stidham. But I don't remember many interceptions. I know he's thrown one. Um, but this is a good thing for, for, I mean, for two reasons. You've got an extra set of experienced eyes on the sideline, and you've got a guy that can come in if he has to. Jarrett Sidham got hurt at, at Baylor. He did something to his knee towards ACL, not his ACL, but did something. Um, and he was out the last three or four games of the season. So he's not injury-proof. That doesn't mean he's injury-prone that he got hurt, but he's not injury-proof. Obviously, none of them are. So Sean White is there, and he can, he can come in and do it too. Um, I mean, there's no guessing. Last year... John Franklin was – was he the backup? No, he wasn't the backup. Um, no, he was. He was. He was. Jeremy was there. He was serviceable. 
he could hand the ball off and complete some passes. And he had played before, so he had some experience. But it was still very iffy. John Franklin, very fast. Couldn't really throw that well. Didn't like to get hit. So it was very iffy. This year, you've got supposedly an elite quarterback with a former starter. And not a, not. it's not like... I mean, he did get beat out, but it's not like he... He dropped down. He just somebody else came on that was already better than him. So if if Jarrett Sidham was not there, Sean White would be the starter, and I would feel okay. I wouldn't feel as good as I do with Jarrett Sidham, but that doesn't mean I would feel bad about Sean White. So, and you know, he spoke to the media yesterday and and was very complimentary, very um, positive. Didn't really lead on to like. Yeah, it sucks, but kind of thing. I mean, he was really just like, I'm ready for this season. I'm excited for this season. I'm ready for us to win and all that kind of stuff. Now, that doesn't mean he's not, he's not going to transfer at the end of this year and go play somewhere. I, I think he might. Um, I mean, if things go as expected, Jarrett Stidham plays well, plays all season. I mean, Stidham can transfer – or not transfer. He can uh, go pro after this year. He played one year at Baylor. He sat out a year in JUCO, did not play, and then this would be his third year. So he, as long as you were out of high school for three years, you can go pro. So if Sidham's awesome and leaves, Sean White would kind of be, maybe have a shot again. That depends on if Malik Willis doesn't beat him out or, um, let's see, what's his name, would, would be coming here next the next year. Um, the guy who's been committed for like a year or two now. Can't think of his name. Plays down near Jacksonville. You know what I'm talking about. Um, but anyway, every all the media was high on, I mean, high on Sean White, no pun intended. Uh, he, Kevin Skarminski wrote an article about, you know, you should be a fan of his, which is how it always is. You, they kind of feel sorry for the guy, and when the guy isn't negative and he's kind of upbeat about it they're always like oh he's the greatest guy in the world which is fine I'm not bashing that but it's just kind of a common sentiment an easy an easy sentiment I guess you could say now if he was the starter they'd be bashing him for throwing interceptions but he's not so it's kind of not his fault anymore but you know I don't Again, I don't know what else. It's it's a good situation. It's a good problem to have. It's not a problem at all, but it's a good situation to have with two good quarterbacks. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I can talk about without getting into a huge rant. I do have a rant in mind. I guess I'll say it. I don't have much more time. But um, there's this idea, and it's been going on for a while that that Gus Malzahn should pretty much have nothing to do with the offense. Like, everybody's like, yeah, it's first time Chip Lindsey doesn't have a successful series. Watch out. Malzahn might take over again. A, okay. B, you're basing that off of Rhett Lashley and what you thought you heard and somebody might have told you last year. Rhett Lashley called all the plays from the time that Gus Malzahn said he was calling all the plays to the end of the season. Some rumor went around that he gave that up in the Vandy game, which, oh, just all of a sudden happened to be the not great game. Didn't have anything to do with the fact that Sean White was hurt and John Franklin started and Cameron Petway got hurt. Just ignore those facts. But because the offense wasn't 
going as strong as any anymore. It all of a sudden it meant the the idiot nobody no have the idiot no clue no clue how to call plays Malzahn must have taken over. I mean, first you're wrong. I know for a 100% fact you're wrong. Brett Lashley called the plays from the time Gus called, said he was calling them to the end. Gus might have thrown some in there, but so would every coach. It wasn't a oh here's Gus taking over again and watch our watch our offense tank. No, it was Sean with a hurt shoulder and our stop our running top running back being hurt. That's it. Regardless, this idea now that. Malzahn shouldn't have anything to do with the offense. Am I glad Chip Lins is here? Sure, he's a he's a good passing coach. He he's he's strong with that, and then Malzahn's offense is always going to be strong with running. But this idea that Malzahn doesn't know what he's doing on the offensive side of the ball—Are you? Yeah, it hasn't been as good as it was in 2010. Don't have Cam Newton. Yeah, it hasn't been as good as it was in 2013. Haven't had Nick Marshall and all that lightning in a bottle. It's a lot of factors that go into having a good and bad season, and it's not always play calling or play or offensive philosophy. Do y'all know what the, the common factor in Auburn's two national championship game appearances are? Can anybody tell me? Gus Malzahn and his offense. This I it's the idiots that call in to to call to sports call and all that stuff and put most posts on message boards which I don't read. I hear they talk about me a little bit, but I don't read it. Um just this like he's an idiot. Like he doesn't know what he's doing with offense. That is what he does. That is all anybody, any college football analyst or talking head talks about is how he is. That is the reason Auburn is on the map the last seven years, eight years. Auburn has been to two national championship games. He was calling the plays in both. It's not always going to be a national championship season. That that doesn't mean play calling is bad. Does that mean every decision's been good? No, but over the course of seven or eight years, you're going to make some bad ones. I mean, I, I want Chip Lindsey to run the offense but I want it to be partly Gus's offense, and it will be because Chip Lindsey knows Gus. He was at Auburn. He knows what he does. He's got he's got part of his offense in his offense. It's Gus's team. I mean, I'm not saying let's harp on 2010 and 2013 forever, and it's a free pass. But with Gus's offense. With Rhett Lashley calling those plays, he Rhett Lashley didn't make up his own offense. He was calling Gus's plays. Auburn was good enough throughout the season to be the second highest ranked SEC team. Went to the Sugar Bowl. Shouldn't have lost to Clemson. Clemson won the national championship. I mean, they could have beaten Clemson. Dumb three-headed quarterback thing. Fine, they fixed it. As dumb as that was, there was still a shot to beat them. Lost to Texas A&M. Wouldn't have lost to him any week after that. Just happened. Then Georgia and Alabama. Georgia was stupid. Why? Cameron Petway didn't play. Sean White had no arm. Could we put in other options? Maybe. But that's not. Smells on doesn't know how to run an offense anymore. 
I mean, it, it's that it's it's like you you're semi fine with Gus being the head coach right now, but you want him to sit in his office and let everybody else do everything else. He is the reason Auburn is ranked in the top fifteen in the preseason. He is the reason Auburn was in the Sugar Bowl. He is the reason Auburn has two national championship appearances and one win. Everybody hated Chiswick and gave all the credit to Malzahn in 2010 and 2011 and all that. Still thought, oh, it was just Malzahn's offense. And then all of a sudden, great things don't happen when, I mean, it's not even like anything was bad, but lose some games and all of a sudden, this guy doesn't know how to call an offense. Are you kidding me? I don't know. I'm trying to not get riled up because I'm going to have to end pretty soon, but it's just stupid. It's extremely stupid, but whatever. Auburn's going to be good this year, and you're going to have to be quiet. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you know who I'm talking to. Uh, don't know anything else to say. Basketball, baseball, nothing. Soccer, I said soccer had already started. They had played yesterday. I said this. They played a exhibition game against Samford and won, but that wasn't the real season. I think it starts tomorrow or the next day. They are ranked in the top ten, though. Why does softball, and I'm not saying this is a negative thing about softball, why does softball get to play fall, fall like exhibition type games? Yeah, they're not playing big teams. They're not playing SEC teams. But they get to play like games, wearing their uniforms, playing other people. But baseball doesn't get to do that. I mean, that's fine. Softball gets to do it, but it'd be really cool if baseball could too. Why not? I don't know. Somebody tell me. I've made up enough to talk about today, and it's been 14 minutes. That's pretty good. So, that's it. Bloggle spot number 197. Done. War Eagle.